Welcome to To the West, the Middle Earth SVG podcast. My name is Charles. With me today are Richard, Ian, and a special guest, Brian. Brian is um, also from the Pacific Northwest, and he is uh, actually down from down in Seattle, uh, our rival city to uh, Vancouver. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Nova Open. Brian recently um, attended and did, actually did really well. You can see his uh, trophy in the back there. We're actually going to uh, talk about the event, but specifically focusing on the top five lists. Before we get started, I just want to um, thank our patrons for uh, supporting us. If you want to see our videos early and see some exclusive content, please check it out along with all of our perks. Link is in the description. So Nova Open, for those who don't know, is the largest event in North America. And it happens once a year at about around the beginning of September in um, Washington, D.C. Richard, Ian, and I, we, uh, all three of us have gone before, but we didn't get a chance to go this year. So, you know, we're, we're all just excited to uh, talk about it and Brian share some of his firsthand experience. Brian, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, gaming experience. I know we've played with you in local tournaments quite a bit, but I believe this might be your first international or international for us, but like a big national tournament for you. I'd argue Clash is right up there in scale and competition. Outside of Clash, yeah, this is the first time I ever had to fly bringing my models. So yeah, this was kind of my first big non-drivable distance tournament. But yeah, Clash was pretty great last year for to prime for this. So. And, and how was the TSA experience? Yeah, actually, it was great. Uh, I was told that I was always going to get checked, but I never got checked. And so everything went really smoothly. Signs that yeah. good fortune to come, I guess. They always look at those little, like, carrying cases so weird because it looks like a little, like, handgun case. Well, yeah, you know, you have yeah, metal like, models, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got stopped or frisked or anything, so just kind of rolled about my day. And I'm sure before you went down this year, you've heard us all uh, talk about Nova Open year after year. So did it live up to the hype? Tough first question. Permission to be candid? Uh, It was uh, in scale and in board and in everything. Yeah, I I would say yes-ish. For some reason, I was expecting, I guess, an Articon of of the Americas. And it it wasn't quite that. But yeah, yeah, I guess it did. Yeah, it it lived up to expectations. I exceeded mine, uh, <laughs> but yeah, great time though. Uh, t- nine out of ten would go again if I didn't have to fly across the country. I would give it a ten out of ten. So we're gonna go over the top five lists, and uh, we'll start with number five. And in fifth place was Samir, and Samir brought an assault on Lothlorien Legendary Legion. Um, <laughs> just to recap, I didn't mention in the beginning. This is a six hundred and fifty point tournament and it is six games so all six scenario pools were played and the veto system was in effect so in samir's list uh, we have musger who since the faq has to be the leader and in his warband there are nine orc warriors with spear three orc trackers and one bat swarm and then we had druzeg leading four giant spiders five goblin warriors five goblin prowlers one bat swarm and then we had a Goblin Shaman with five Goblin Warriors, one Goblin Warrior with Spear, and then another five Goblin Prowlers. And then we had an Orc Captain on Warg, leading six Orc Warriors with Spear, 
and three orc trackers. So this is a total of 52 models. What do you guys think? Well, just going by the player. So we we kind of know Samir a bit from the Philly group, and he's a very solid player. Actually, at Nova last year that um, Charles and I attended, he actually took Assault on La Florian too, but that was obviously pre-nerf. And I think he finished pretty similar too. He was like sixth or seventh. I guess maybe I am wrong because, you know, after the recent FAQ, I said that AOL is no longer any good, but it seems like, you know, if the same player at the same like annual event has found similar success, you know, there must be some merit to this list still. <laughs> I said it was still good. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's not as good. It's still good. It, I think it's still very strong. I think it's just, yeah, it's just a little easier to counter now. But I mean, like, he is still a very solid player, like you said. And do we know how many Assault on Lothorian lists there were in the event this year? I wanted to add that I actually played almost an exact clone of this list on game four on table two. Not the same player. I had to double check because it, it looked almost identical in terms of model count, two bat swarms, captain, shaman, Druzag, Musker. So I want to say there, there was at least two. I think there might have been a third, but there was two that was always floating at the top, uh, including this player. The thing that stood out to me right away, and it, and it was painfully stood out to me when we played, because um, again, I played almost the exact copy of this list, was the captain versus an orc shaman. I'm curious what you guys think. The way AOL plays, um, especially in a Beto tournament, I don't think you need the march. I think a sh- an orc shaman would have done a lot more. With the reroll magic, it's a third transfix. And critically, you get the orc courage, which is half your army now. Yeah, I agree. I think it, the orc shaman plays into this list better. Um, I mean, the captain on a warg is still like, he's kind of like a pseudo hitter, right? You combine him with a batstorm, he can still do some damage to like smaller heroes. But I do think in general, yeah, you probably want the orc shaman first. And then at higher points, maybe you throw in the captain. Yeah, I think I think that was more the idea. It was less the march, but I think the mounted hitter, because, you know, I played AOL at 800 points, and I think Brian played a similar list, and we both had the Wild War Chief, and um, it was nice having a 10-inch move threat. So maybe that's kind of like a, like a cheap substitute for that. Yeah, but you can't enrage it, right? So it doesn't really hit as hard. But yeah, it's 650, and then also I thought it was interesting. There's no uh, Marauders, uh, but probably just points-wise, too too much I think. But it's a very strong list. Still still slaps hard. It's the worst thing I wanted to see as an Angmar player. I find this list kind of interesting with the amount of trackers. I guess he's still kind of taking advantage of the plus one to wound, even though he doesn't have the 18-inch range. Another benefit is that they're cheaper than orcs. Um, so in a lot of ways, because you need to bring orcs anyway, like you get some bows and they're cheap and it kind of allows you to pump up your goblin like with spears and bows a lot more or more prowlers. I thought it was interesting at first too. Then I started playing around with some lists myself. I'm like, oh yeah, there's actually this is actually not bad when you have to take the same amount of orcs anyway. I find it interesting that there are no models with shields. It might make like the list really vulnerable because the highest defense he has is defense four in his army well yeah and sometimes you don't want to kill stuff right like sometimes you just need some shields or like send two to double shield against the big hero right um yeah yeah yeah. so he probably answers your question why uh he didn't go with any marauders because he probably needed all the bodies he can get because he doesn't have any shields in the list 
Yeah, I mean, 52 at 650 is pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of models and a lot of shooting. Is it 16 bows plus 10 throwing weapons? Yeah. 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 I still a lot of pew pew. And like, yeah, he doesn't have the like max range, but he only like he still has ten shots that are shooting at eighteen with a plus one to wound. Yeah, and with Vito, you get to eliminate some very unfavorable twenty-four inch deployment, so you can get you can you can maximize your output. It still looks just as scary as it used to be, honestly. It's just a little more vulnerable to counterfire now. What do you guys think about the, uh, was it Musger having to be like, it doesn't feel like it's actually that bad of a nerf. I think it's minor. I personally probably prefer Druzeg and, you know, one time Ashrak. And I, I kind of like those. Um, Ashrak is a spicy one, but I, I think Druzeg is probably a slightly better leader. I don't, I don't think it matters that much, but yeah, it's, it, it's a minor nerf. I mean, the biggest difference is Musger doesn't have Cave Dweller, right? So your enemy gets bonus to wound him with shooting. But he has yeah, heroic defense. defense, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's still got, like, he's what? He's two attacks at fight four, right? So, I mean, he's not great in combat, but at least he can fight a troop and be okay. Like, it's not very like they're going to win and wound him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more so that, like, Musger is the one that you kind of want to be fighting to restore his will. Mm. Whereas Druzag, you're just chilling in the back. Yeah. Well, that's good, though. Makes makes the list a little more interesting. You got choices to make. <laughs> Yeah, little. the other version of this list that was the same, I think, finished like ninth. Um, so in the top ten. So two two AOLs in the top ten. Or is it three in the top ten? Might have been another. I don't know. Okay, okay. I'll I'll admit it. I might have gone a little overboard with this list. Anyways, let's move on to list four. This one is from Ted Cantu, and it is a green alliance of Minas Tirith and fiefdoms. So go over Minas Tirith first. So Warband 1, we have her in the tall on horse, leading 10 warriors in Minas Tirith with shield, one knight in Minas Tirith with shield. Warband 2, Gondor Avenger Bolt Thrower. And then Warband 3 is from the fiefdoms. It is Prince Imrahil on armored horse with lance, leading five men at arms, one axeman of Lazarnak, one clansman of Lamadon, two Blackroot Vale archers, two Blackroot Vale archers with spear, and the final warman is Forlong the Fat on horse, leading five men at arms, two Blackroot Vale archers, and one Blackroot Vale archer with spear. So that's a total of 36 models. Well, the biggest thing that stands out for me is the Avenger Bolt Thrower. It's it's sort of a more of like a fun profile here locally in our in our meta here, and I, I think generally a lot of players would prefer the Trebuchet. So kind of interesting pick here, but uh, otherwise this seems like a pretty solid to me yeah i didn't get to play it but it looks great i mean her and emmer hill four long on horse it's pretty hard for you know minas tirith and that's a pretty good healthy model count i mean yeah it's it, it's gonna pull you in with the shooting the troops grind and then the three heroes with plus one to wound just smash down all the troops right the i'm assuming this is for all combat city Whenever they close into 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 fighting, it's handy that um, Prince Emrahil has the Gondor keyword because then the Hurin can protect him and use yeah. his rule on him, right? Yeah, and then his banner effect is affecting all of the fiefdom stuff. And even though he doesn't have an actual banner in the list, he can just veto out those scenarios. 
with the energy views. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting combo. I mean, the bow thrower is still pretty cheap. Like, if you run it, like, with nothing, it's only 50 points. So, I mean, it's that yeah. or maybe, like, another small hero. But Well, and it gets to be, uh, yeah, in Maelstrom it deploys, but in all the other scenarios, it's a, you know, it's a secret little drop that you can put down if you don't want to, like, if you kind of want to hide the rest of your force, too. So, you can just say, hey, I got this shooting lane, that objective over there. I'm just going to put it looking right at it. Not bad. I think maybe Maelstrom is probably the the one that this list might have the most trouble with because I think you the best one for this list is probably Command the Battlefield. But if you don't get that one, if it's heirlooms or hold ground, you might have a bit of an issue. Because I, I have played um siege weapons in the past, and yeah, it's definitely tricky in Maelstrom, and then you don't have a march, which we've already discussed is kind of okay in veto but this army just i feel like fits better when it's either castling up or you know once in combat it's fighting in like a really like i guess like a shield wall kind of thing but that's a clever review because that is the only scenario that this player lost i'm looking at his bcp it's the only <laughs> one that he got a major loss everything else major wins and then a minor win uh to finish fourth so yeah for, for, for the maelstrom <laughs> 36 is pretty good at 650. I keep thinking these are like 800 point lists. It's just it's where my mind goes. But yeah, those that, that those numbers are pretty good considering everybody's like they're either D6 or they're fight four. Yeah, I agree about the uh, Maelstrom being a, a weakness because uh, even in Hurin's Warband there there aren't any spears there. So I think this list was built to um, fight together like a death ball sort of formation. Like maybe if the they replaced the Gondor Avenger Bolter over with uh, Madril. That could be super well-rounded. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and get three models with Bolter, though. Yeah, point of, but yeah, Madril is just a single, but yeah. Yeah, it gives you Heroic March, and then also in Maelstrom, he's he's great. Uh, I can see the appeal of the Bolter, though, because if your strategy is to draw the enemy in, it prevents you having to take, like, maximum bows of Rangers. Because that would bring a lot more defense four into your army. You're more likely to break. And so I understand if you want to keep the firepower, this this is another way to go. So uh, it's it's really a, it's really really an interesting list, and I'm not too surprised it did well. And then in third place we have Brian's list. Why don't I let you go break down your list and um, just let everyone know what's what's in the army. Yeah, so I went in just wanting to take something that I felt really comfortable with, that I knew really well, and that's why I selected Angmar. I kind of been in a pseudo break from the game for most of the summer. I think the one Vancouver tournament that I attended up there, it's kind of like that and one other game or the only dice I've thrown in like six months. So I wanted to take something I felt really comfortable with, and Angmar's my baby, so especially if I'm going to fly halfway across the continent. I want to take something I know really well. And uh, so I took Angmar. Witch Kings was my leader, 3-14-3, which is very comfortable with how I like to play the Witch King. I typically like to play conservative early, spellcaster heavy support. You know, he's my leader VPs. And then I'll kind of go in and clean up some combats at the end when I need to. Crown, of course. Uh, horse. Six orcs with shield, five orcs with spear. A banner with a shield and a spear, which, by the way... Shows how great of a player I am. I played down the spear the whole tournament. I forgot that I paid the point for it. Um, I thought it was just a shield. So look at me playing playing 649 the whole tournament. That was that warband. Then I had Gulabar. 
I can tell you very clearly, I think at the tournament had written Gulabar off due to the FAQ. Um, I had people walk, walk up to me and go, oh, a Gulabar. I think there was one another Angmar at the tournament that also had Gulabar, but I don't think people were expecting to see it with the with the shooting nerf um, or the, the nerf to it in terms of the in the ways. But I knew with Vito and the abilities of the list that I think it could be very effective still. And his warband was three orcs with shield, three orcs with spear, four orcs with bow, a specter, and then two warg riders with thrown spears. And these are these are my F-16 Tom Cruise fighter jets because they don't got any shields because I'm too lazy to model the shields on. So they're just throwing spears. They're outdated technology. They were painted in like 2014. They look hideous. Uh, they're my beasts. They're my I love those guys. Those two little orc, orc warg riders did so much work. And then finally, uh, Mr. Barry White himself with forks with shield, forks with spear. Just very simple, very clean. A lot of people like to put shields on their spears for Angmar, but again, I'm, I'm a lazy hobbyist. I painted this army. This is my first fully painted army, and it is what it is, so didn't bother adding them. And 36 models, which I think was very healthy for Angmar with the with the 200-point hero in it. Just the one Spectre? Yeah, I'm a one Spectre guy. I know a lot of people mm. like to do two, mm. uh, but I'm a one Spectre guy. Interesting. Yeah, you don't to tear me apart, but... Usually see two or three. Interesting. Three, I think it's too much. Two, I think it's probably the right number. But I knew the way I planned the list was at 15 points, I'd have to drop two more orcs. And I just didn't want to go down to 34. I hadn't play tested this exactly at 63. I've played Angmar so much that I, I feel really in tune where where the army is going to break. And if I was at 34, I knew I was going to break more often. I'm um, then 36, just, just kind of gut feeling. And uh, yeah, I never broke the whole tournament. So... I think I, I think I played it right considering the outcome, but yeah, feel free to dive in, tear it apart. I, I feel like that says something there though, like that you didn't break the entire tournament because like 36 is good numbers, but they're mostly D4, D5 models, so that's that's pretty crazy. It's not that many dead guys to break, which is, yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Is it possible to learn this power? I don't think there's much to tear apart here. And Brian, we'll probably ask you to talk about it, this a bit later, your experience, but. You know, the fact that you were pretty much, you know, about to win this tournament and you were like some little technicality away from doing so. I think this list is definitely like, you know, as optimized as it could get. And um, I think what you talked about with the FAQ nerf, like I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. I think we talked about it on that FAQ episode, too. Yeah, I think whoever is complaining about it. I think it's valid. It does change a little bit how you need to play. But if you're an experienced Angmar player, I don't think it'll honestly affect you too much. Yeah, I mean, the biggest concern is evil shooting, right? But yeah, it it is a sizable nerf. But if you ever, if you wrote, you know, Gulabar off, I think that was a mistake. So we hardly ever play 650 points here locally. So I actually wouldn't exactly be able to give my thoughts on like how i would have written it but i think if i was to take angmar to um to this event i think these would be the heroes i would take i might try to drop some some things to get my numbers up a little higher it's impressive that you were able to not break all weekend with 36 total 36 is good but like like ian said for a fight three defense five army you can yeah you and can i had a lot of people have broken a lot, a lot of people are like, oh, you didn't want a captain for March? And I'm like, oh, no, I would love it. But um, these are the heroes that I think you and I agree you need like to build yeah. a, a tournament-winning Angmar army. You need these three heroes. And I could veto 
stuff that would screw me over in March, right? So yeah, if you wanted to put in March, then you've got to take out one of the heroes or have really low numbers. Which exactly, and I just couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, think, well done. <laughs> I I think the running theme that I see is like <clears throat> when it's veto and it's like lower points, like March like suddenly drops in importance by a crazy amount, and I think. I mean, personally, we've heard some feedback where people have told us like how they think we overrate March. But I think it's more probably just um, our local scene where we play 800 points and a lot of just pure random scenarios. So it's like you you could very much easily get the ones that you absolutely need March. I think it really comes down to how your tournaments are formatted. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Then uh, in second place, we have a list from Evan Iverson, and he took the Pits of Dolgoldur Legendary Legion. So in the first warband, we have Azog on Warg, leading three Hunter Orcs, two Gundabad Orcs with Shield, five Gundabad Orcs with Spear and Shield, one Gundabad Orc with Spear, Shield, and Banner, and one Fell Warg. In the second warband, we have a Hunter Orc Captain, leading three Hunter Orcs, two Gundabad Orcs with shield, five Gundabad orcs with spear and shield, and one fell orc. And the third warband is another hunter orc captain, and this is the exact same warband. And then a final warband of Thrain the Broken. Thoughts? Yeah, it blew my mind that he didn't have a warhorn. And just a spoiler alert, there was at least six to seven of Pits of Dolgodor at this tournament. Um, it represented almost 10% of the armies, so I can't math in my head, uh, but a significant amount of the armies, including I played Pits of Dolgodor on top table for game five, and then this army in game six. So it was crushing with Vito. But I was shocked that Evan did not have a Warhorn, because if Azog's not charging, you can't win, unless you're playing completely to the objective. But yeah. Do you guys think that there's an increase of this Legion due to something in the FAQ, or...? Or maybe just coincidence. I mean, I, I think it's always been a bit underrated in like lower points. And I think maybe it's just we don't have as many uh, around here. One of our bigger tournaments this earlier this year, you know, TYC, it was 500 points. And I was on top table and my final game was also against uh, a pits list. So I think it definitely has potential at, at like, you know, 650 and under. Yeah, this was definitely the meta. It's, I think 650 to 500 is where it excels. And then the fact that you get to veto, I think, really made this thing pop. And I think a lot of people went in with that expectation at this tournament. Brian, I would think that your list uh, matches quite well against uh, this list, just because just yeah, sure it is spellcasting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I ended up losing uh, on top table to this list. I took a minor loss, uh, five to three. But uh, I think I only lost five orcs. I broke him, uh, but he had the objective, and he got it to my side on the last turn for a 5-3 loss. Uh, Proceeds the prize. But in turn, if you just looked at like what was on the table, just crushed it from a numbers perspective. I, I would love to play this. I played it for game five, got a major win, and then game six took a minor loss. But both times, I knew without a shadow of the doubt that I was going to break the army, and I, would, and I would not break because they would never be able to charge me. One of the Legion special rules is everyone gains a resistance to magic, right? So even though this type of list is vulnerable to magic, did you feel like that special rule made it tougher on you? Well, I mean, it certainly made some of my tricks tougher, but when you're when they literally can't charge you, <laughs> 
it it doesn't make a difference <laughs> when you're putting like five orcs on one. Like, um, sure, I'm I'm draining resources by casting you know drain courages and and paralyzes on heroes, but it's great because there's only one hero you really have to worry about. And the hunter or captains aren't too bad because they're never going to charge anything. Magic thing's annoying, but if you just position your control zones well, you just grind out the game. And that's kind of how I played both of them. Unfortunately, I did not get the prize. If you just looked at it from a model perspective, I did very, I think I did very well against these two lists. It's kind of an interesting combo, but it, it feels like, like you know how you see people running the Hunter Oric list with the three minor heroes? It kind of feels like that at 500 points, but then you just you swap out one of the minor ones for Azog. And I feel like it plays kind of like fairly similar to that. Like you just you're relying on the fact that the hunt you're just putting out so many strength four attacks, just the volume of attacks is 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 pretty high, and then obviously like, the jump scare from Azog is is pretty powerful, and then the heroic combats. I wanted to ask you, Brian, is Thrain the Broken? Was that like a was that like a meme pick, or is that like an actual like competitive thing? Is he uh, broken? Okay. Yeah, it's totally broken. That was the first thing I said when I bought the new uh, army book. I, I texted Pat in Portland, and I was like, man, I can't believe how broken they made Thrain. But no, uh, no, it's totally a meme pick, uh, which is just a testament to how skilled Evan is as a player that he that he got me with a uh, with a meme, and he got and he got second place because it never did anything. It never pops off. Maybe like once a game you'll get it to go off, but he's usually out of position. And in a game like Fogborn Assassination, it could totally just lose you. But because I think he was veto, you can pr- kind of protect it. But like, yeah, yeah. it's a it, you'd rather just have a good to bad work with shield and spear every time. I think <sighs> the warband drop though, because he's he's separate, right? By him, yeah, he's by himself. Yeah, but that's the, that's, pretty that's good. the only thing. That's the only thing. But I mean, uh, well, I mean, he's also like a fight four piece, which I mean, it's not a lot. But when the rest of your army is fight three. He was a contender for uh, our worst hero of the game video, and I think it was Ian who really tried hard to defend his potential. <laughs> I played this list personally, and no, it's awful. It's It just doesn't, it's never going to do what you dream it to do. And I swear, the only ever time he's popped off into Super Thrain, he was out of position. He couldn't charge anything because he had like lost it and they just moved him five inches away the turn before so he's just always out on his own but yeah testament to to evan's skill that he was able to do this with that pick i think i stood by thrain when he was unbroken and damn it i'm gonna stand by him when he's broken (laughs) really that's the hill you're gonna die on (laughs) talk is cheap (laughs) i do have a golden army too shit We'll go to our final list. This was first place, the tournament winning list from Kylie, all the way from Australia. And it may come as a surprise, but it was host of the Dragon Emperor. Mitchell, Hammond, eat your heart out. I've taken it to two tournaments. I've taken the Legion to two tournaments and have yet to podium with So we don't have a detailed warband breakdown, so I'll just go over what is in the army. So we have uh, the Dragon Emperor of Rune, Rutabi, and Brorgir. And the warriors in this list are nine black dragons with pike and shield, six black dragons with shield, three black dragon cataphracts, including a war drum, three Easterling warriors with bows, 
five acolytes with axes and one wardrake a total of 30 models i think probably the only slight surprise here is the wardrake i haven't really seen anyone like take that one competitively the model count is pretty is surprisingly low for this legion i thought so and, a, and a, dropping a drake for two easterlings i think helps but i guess it doesn't increase your break point so maybe that's why you could also drop the axes on the acolytes and try to fit one more i don't know strength four though but it's nice because you don't care about the defense that's chop through i think it's also because of her hero choices she doesn't get any more free black dragons with the heroes that she's picked, right? I'm assuming all of them are sitting in the Emperor's Warband, right? So going the more elites or archers in the other two warbands makes more sense to me, I guess. But These are the three heroes you take, though, right? Every time. Yeah, yeah. It just makes it the most versatile list. I think like you could swap Roar Gear for a Dragon Knight, but I don't think that's as solid. I think the extra... Well, even just the enchant blades on the Emperor on Rutabi is big, but then the the potential for the um, the tremors is also really great, and the and the fury, especially as an Angmar player, because I played I played a host of the Emperor that did not have Brogir, and it it made a big difference. So, in, in this Legion, the first like 300 or so points is pretty much always the same, and so it doesn't leave a lot of room for variation at 650, but. You know, everything in this list looks looks good to me. I mean, if you think about it, 30 models is not bad at all. Because, like, the way I look at it, they're basically elves. So you, you're taking 30 elves at, you know, 650. That's super solid. And yeah. they basically move as fast as Cav. So. Yeah, like Noldorian exile elves. And then you get another six if you need to hold the center objective whenever you want that you just add right after, right? Um, like on the last turn, so... Black not dragon. broken at all I, I mean that that doesn't take away obviously from kylie because like she obviously won the articon masters came to america and then won nova so like she's gonna do well whatever the list but yes like this is a broken ass list <laughs> i think for an easterling list like this it still actually has like a reasonable amount of hitting power outside of the heroes like three cataphracts you know, it adds knockdown where you need it, but confine, combining a cataphract with an acolyte that has an axe that can pierce, or even the wardrake, because that has strength four, right? Like, it actually can hit, like, in combat a bit more than you'd expect um, at, like, a higher strength value. It would have to hit harder, because in this build, you're not going for the overwhelming numbers, so you, you kind of need the hitting power, because you're not able to grind as long as normal. So that has been our review of the top five lists at the Nova Open GT 2023. So just have a few questions now for Brian. You talked a little bit at the beginning about your experience going overseas uh, for the, or going over to uh, flying on, on a plane for a tournament for the first time going in. What did you think of this meta uh, outside of uh, what you're used to? I will say it's hard to tell on a single trip and I also think the format with Vito really warps any analysis that I provide. Like, I think there were lists that were taken to this, you know, decisions that were made with that Vito allows that may not be a true reflection of 
kind of like the meta of, of a nova or even just the east coast of the united states but that being said i i did have some initial thoughts and correct me if i'm wrong if anyone on the east coast wants to come at me but terror was just not a factor for a lot of lists um, i don't know if they've kind of lost playing against Angmar, if they've lost playing against terror causing armies but for the most part it kind of felt like maybe that just wasn't the case whereas you know out here oh boy there's terror <laughs> every single one of us at one point is helmed an angmar list but also deal with you know black numenorean spam mordor half troll lists we bring tools um to deal with uh terror front lines um and i can't at least maybe with the list that i saw uh, that didn't always feel the case over there yeah i, I think that rings quite true I, from some of the east coast players that i've talked to um they seem to really heavily rely on higher numbers than us and they really like the heavy numbers. And I think their theory is that if they get enough dice rolling, even if it's low courage to get in, they'll eventually charge in. But I think, you know, us here on the West Coast, we, I don't know, we keep things more simple and we just get something that gives fearless or we like to include that for a well-rounded army. Brian, thanks for coming on to the podcast to talk to us about your experience at Nova and also, you know, join us in breaking down the top five lists. And yeah, thank you viewers for tuning in. Look forward to the next episode of Into the West podcast.